Ever been on a roller coaster where things are going good and you're anticipating a lot of great things and then boom, you're dropped down? Well, that's what the New Jersey Devils are right now since Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be out for an extended period of time. And I don't have faith in the backup options to Vitek Vanacek. And also, we're going to talk about some players who have been very crucial for New Jersey Devils being in the position that they're currently in. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play play announcer. And also Devils Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So before we talk about the New Jersey Devils, I first want to give a shout-out to Joey Logano for now becoming a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. I am wearing my Team Penske hat, as you can see, because I am a huge fan of NASCAR. In fact, if you're watching on YouTube, if you notice my Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series flag in the background, a few drivers actually did sign that flag, and Joey Logano was one of the drivers to sign it. He's a really nice person. Got to have breakfast with him and the rest of the Penske drivers at Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, in August of 2021. So that was a really cool experience. So congratulations to Joey Logano for bringing the championship home to Team Penske. I believe uh, Team Penske also won a championship in IndyCar. So it's been a really good payday for Roger Penske. And quite honestly, guys, I think Locked On can use a locked on NASCAR series or a locked on racing series or a locked on car series. So just throwing that out there to the executives of locked on. Uh, I, I believe that can definitely bring in a pretty unique audience to our already popular network. So just putting that out there, just wanted to give that shout out. So yes, wearing my NASCAR shirt, wearing my team Penske hat. Now let's talk about the New Jersey devils. So the New Jersey devils were able to beat the Calgary flames four to three in OT last Saturday. They are now on a six game win streak. I think the last time that the New Jersey Devils went on a six-game win streak was back in 2012, but I'm more impressed that the New Jersey Devils have won nine of their last 10. Now, I get it doesn't really make that much of a difference either or, but just sounds better. Last 10 games for New Jersey Devils, they've won nine of them. And if you guys recall that loss against the Washington Capitals, that was a game that the New Jersey Devils, based on the advanced analytics, it was a game that they pretty much had. Unfortunately, the execution was there. They really couldn't make a save. People put the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood. And in fact, that's where we're going to start with today's episode. We're going to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood because the status of his lower body injury is not good. So it's been revealed that Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be out for a significant amount of time due to an MCL sprain. Now, here's the thing. I looked, I did some research and according to UCSFHealth.org, they said the average recovery time for an MCL sprain is about six weeks. So if I'm being conservative about this, I think Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be out anywhere from six to eight weeks. Now, this absolutely sucks. By default, Mackenzie Blackwood is now going to be the odd man out in terms of goalies once again, because once he recovers from that sprain, he's going to have to just work his way back into the lineup. He's going to have to get himself back into a groove. He's going to be behind the likes of Vitek Vancek and now Akira Schmidt. And uh, you got to factor in Jonathan Bernier. So Basically, the question I have is where do the New Jersey Devils go from here? Because 
we're now in a vulnerable position. So when Andre Pilat went down with his groin surgery situation, I said, while Andre Pilat provides a lot of leadership behind closed doors, while I said that his production is somewhat respectable, it doesn't really hurt the New Jersey Devils in that sort of respect, just because Jesper Bratt's been playing on a whole new level. Jack Hughes is returning to becoming a point-per-game player. Nico Heischer has been doing wonders with the puck. And there's a lot of other offensive weapons that the New Jersey Devils can lean on. We could talk about Fabian Zetterlin. He had a pretty good outing against Calgary Flames. Miles Wood was greatly missed last year. He stepped up his game. So the overall point is that while I do respect Andre Palat, while I do like the fact that he is now a New Jersey Devil, the loss of Andre Palat doesn't really hurt the New Jersey Devils in the long run. He's just another piece of the puzzle that just gives us more options up and down the lineup. But the area that Andre Palat is the most missed in is just his leadership behind closed doors. Now for Mackenzie Blackwood, it kind of changes the dynamic for a New Jersey Devils. So by default, Vitek Vanacek is now the starting goalie for the New Jersey Devils. This is not how I wanted it to go down, but here we are right now. Here's reality. So let me go over my overall analysis of the situation. So Mackenzie Blackwood being out for a lengthy period of time, like I just mentioned, it makes the New Jersey Devils very vulnerable. Now, what do I mean by that? It's just like now we're missing one of our starting goalies, one of our goalies who's actually helped us win nine of our last 10 games. Look, I know Vitek Vanacek has been playing really well, but you cannot diminish what Mackenzie Blackwood was able to do a couple of weeks ago. And, and if you need a reminder, he was one of the NHL's three stars of the week due to his great performance. Then Vitek Vanacek follows suit and he was also able to do well. But that's not the area that the New Jersey Devils are going to miss Mackenzie Blackwood. One of the things I talked about, uh, Andre Palat and his overall production, is that it's replaceable. Mackenzie Blackwood and his production, it's not replaceable. Now, whether you love or hate Mackenzie Blackwood or somewhere in between, you, can, you cannot deny that Mackenzie Blackwood is better than Jonathan Bernier, and he's also better than uh, Akira Schmidt. And I, I get that Jonathan Bernier's had a lengthy career. I get that he's a Stanley Cup champion. I get that he's been a starter. He's been a backup. But let's face it, especially coming off of this major injury, Jonathan Bernier's better years are kind of behind him. So it's just like I'm not really expecting Jonathan Bernier to turn back the clock. In fact, I just wanted Jonathan Bernier to be a third-string goalie, play a few games here and there, just play him when it's necessary. Now we're probably going to have to rely on Jonathan Bernier to be our backup goalie. So I have faith in, in Vitek Vanacek because Vitek Vanacek has proven at least this point in the year that he is the real deal and that he's a legitimate option in between the pipes for New Jersey Devils. And Vitek Vanacek has played a huge role in the New Jersey Devils just winning nine of their last ten. But the problem I'm having is, and this is the problem that we had last year, who's going to follow behind him? So, or if we were to flip it, like Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, Vitek Vanacek, and then possibly Jonathan Bernier, Nico Dawes, Akira Schmidt, whatever the case might be, you know, that I, I was okay with that. But now that one of those guys is missing, and that's Mackenzie Blackwood, Akira Schmidt, we saw what he did last year, and it wasn't really good. So Akira Schmidt in, in six game appearances – he had a record of 0-4. He had a goals against average of 4.83 and a save percentage of 8.33. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due. Nico Dawes did really well in Utica last year, and he was continuing to do well in Utica at the start of this year. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering, including myself, why wasn't Nico Dawes brought up? Because between him and Schmid, 
Nico Dawes was the better goalie. And I said that Nico Dawes was arguably our best goalie last year, just because just put into the situation that he was put in. I think he made the most of it, but we couldn't just rely on Nico Dawes to really carry the load of the burden for New Jersey Devils. But this season, Akira Schmidt has actually performed better than Nico Dawes in Utica. So if you need some proof, in four game appearances, Akira Schmidt has a record of 2-1-1. One, and one. He has a save percentage of 918, and he has a goals against average of 197. And then for Nico Dawes, He's appeared in five games. He has a record of one and three, a save percentage of 908, and a goals against average of 2.41. So the no-duh answer was to bring up Akira Schmid in that sort of respect. But can Akira Schmid translate that success from Utica to the NHL? And here's the thing that I said for both about Schmid and Dawes. While I respect what they've been able to do in Utica, they clearly were not ready for the NHL. And now we're thrusting Akira Schmid back into the fire once again. I said Give them a year in Utica, let them develop, let them find their overall games, which they have been doing, but take their let them take their time. There's no reason to bring them up to the NHL roster uh, unless you're going to make them a third-string goalie. But now since Mackenzie Blackwood is out for an extended period of time, we really have no choice, and it, it really sucks. And then you got to factor in, Jonathan Bernier is set to return to the New Jersey Devils in a few weeks. He's been traveling with the team, and that's a good sign. But if you guys recall, according to Julie Robbenheimer – she says that uh, Jonathan Bernier is set to return at around American Thanksgiving time. So it's just like, look, I, I love Jonathan Bernier. He brings the experience. He can bring some sort of stability. But are we really going to thrust him into a bigger role, especially coming off a of major surgery, missing uh, an extended period of time, and not to mention he's on the other side of his better days? So it's just like, who do you put behind Vitek Vancek? And are we going to give Vitek Vancek the same treatment that we gave Mackenzie Blackwood and also Corey Schneider, which is basically they have to be Superman and they got to play pretty much every game in order to for the New Jersey Devils to have a chance of winning? Because if we put Akira Schmidt in the pipes, depending on the team that we play on, I don't really have faith in Akira Schmidt to give us the win. And I, that's not a knock on Akira Schmidt. Once again, I can't preach this enough. Akira Schmidt has done one hell of a job in Utica but at the same time, he's still young and he's still not ready for the NHL. Same with Nico Dawes. So it's just like, do we thrust them back into that same situation that we were last year? We have no choice. And obviously, I, I'm just bringing these what if factors. But it's just like now the New Jersey Devils are in a very vulnerable position. So I think the New Jersey Devils should probably like search the buyout market, maybe look for a trade here and there because – I just don't think that Akira Schmidt and Jonathan Bernier are the suitable backups for BTEC Vancheck. Now, if one of them was the third string goalie, I'd be okay with that. But you need to find a better suited backup, especially if you want to keep this pace going. Because if you guys recall last year, the New Jersey Devils actually had somewhat of a respectable record going into the 13th game of the year. And here we are. We're about to play the Calgary Flames at home in this home and home situation. But the one thing I say is the New Jersey Devils have been playing great, but it's still very early in the season and a lot can happen. So we're going to continue with the discussion momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and, and only live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Simply Safe. So did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? No, that does not just happen in Home Alone. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. 
Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater place of mind this holiday season. So here's the thing about Simply Safe and why I like it so much is that I buy a lot of great presents for my family. I want to keep them protected. So I trust Simply Safe to just keep my apartment safe while I'm in Arizona. So that way the gifts can hunker down for a bit. And no, uh, for any of my family members who are listening to this, I will not give you a hint. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get uh, priority police response. Don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So once again, I'm not trying to hit the panic button for the New Jersey Devils. I'm just saying, like, it's still very early in the season. A lot can happen. And I just don't want the New Jersey Devils to be falling off the radar, if that makes sense. So if Vitek Vancek has a couple bad games in a row, are you really going to put Akira Schmidt in between the pipes to try to save face? Or when the time comes, are you really going to put Jonathan Bernier in that situation to try to save face? Because, look, guys, the New Jersey Devils are going to go on a losing streak this season. It's going to happen, whether it's two games or, God forbid, five games or ten games, whatever the case might be. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just saying the point I'm just trying to make is that the New Jersey Devils are going to lose games. They're they're not going to go the rest of the season undefeated. It's not going to happen. But And, and I want to bring another example to the table, which is remember the 2017-2018 uh, year in which the New Jersey Devils made the playoffs and they got – knocked down the first round by the Tampa Bay Lightning in five games. Back in December of that season, the New Jersey Devils were first in the Metro, and then come the end of the season, they barely made the wild card spot. So I'm just putting that into consideration as well. And once again, the New Jersey Devils, at this point last year, the record was not the same, but it was somewhat similar. They were above 500. They had like won seven or so games. They had like a couple OT losses, wherever the case might be. So the, the record was respectable, nowhere near what it was uh, in this current state. But at the same time, I'm just saying like a lot can happen. The New Jersey Devils are not a lock to make the playoffs at this point in the year. And with Mackenzie Blackwood now being out, the point I'm just trying to make is that the New Jersey Devils are now in a vulnerable position. Whether you love or hate Mackenzie Blackwood, that's just the truth of the matter. Now, my answer just try to keep your options open, see what you can find, and just maybe see if you can, once again, get a decent goalie for pennies. Similar to what Tom Fitzgerald has been doing uh, all, all during his tenure as GM for New Jersey Devils. Just see if you can find that option in that sort of respect. Now, let's switch gears. Let's talk about some players that have been big for New Jersey Devils. So courtesy of my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks, they put out five players who have been very big for the New Jersey Devils in regards to them being in the position that they are now. So let's try to end this episode on a positive note since the New Jersey Devils will be playing the Calgary Flames later tonight when this episode goes live. So at number five, they have Jack Hughes. Now, I expected Jack Hughes to be a little better than what he is currently. Now, I'm not trying to diminish what he's doing because Jack Hughes in 12 game appearances has 12 points. He has four goals, eight assists. And he has a plus minus of plus two. And he's been very effective for New Jersey Devils. He's been playing really well. But if I'm being completely honest with you, 
I expected Jack Hughes to have what Jesper Bratt is having right now because Jesper Bratt has 17 points in just 12 games. So I expected Jack Hughes to just be a little above in that sort of respect in terms of points. It's still early in the season. Jack Hughes in the last game against the Calgary Flames had a two-point performance. So if he can have more of those, then I don't see any reason why Jack Hughes can't hover around 90 or 100 or so points come the end of the year. I still think he can get to that uh, landmark in that sort of respect, but he's got to just uh, clean up his, his game a, a little bit more because he has a lot of great energy, just needs to control it a bit because I think early on in the season and I get it's still very early in the season, but I, I'm talking about like the first few or so games of the year, Jack Hughes just was turning the puck over. He was just trying to do a little too much. Now that the season has started to progress just a little bit. And I think everyone's a little more relaxed, especially with Lindy Ruff's job security being safe, the team performing really well. I expect Jack Hughes to take his game to another level if he hasn't already. So once again, he is still a great point per game player, but I just expected for Jack Hughes to have what Jesper Bratt is having right now, if that makes sense. So number four, they have Miles Wood. Miles Wood was greatly missed last year for New Jersey Devils, and he's a great spark plug, whether he's getting into a fight, whether he's getting underneath the skin of his opponent, or whether he's making big time goals, the BMW line has been performing really well for New Jersey Devils. And a lot more people, including myself, need to talk about it because Bastion, McLeod, and Wood, that's actually a very, very good line. And going into the season, I was saying, like, I, I want all three of those guys to reunite because they bring great energy. And I think this is what the New Jersey Devils have been missing last year, which is just having that energizer. So in that game against the Edmonton Oilers, the New Jersey Devils do not win that game without Miles Wood because who was the one who tied the game in period number one? Miles Wood. Who was the one who gave the New Jersey Devils a quick goal early in period number three so that way the Devils could try to amount a comeback, possibly tie the game and send it to OT, And but we all know what actually happened. That doesn't happen, or those possibilities don't happen without Miles Wood scoring early in period number three, like within the first minute or so. So that was one of the things that the New Jersey Devils needed, and Miles Wood came through. So Miles Wood, once again, just providing a lot of energy for New Jersey Devils and I think that he is the he is certainly just that spark plug that was missing. I talked about it when he went down with that injury last year. And in 12 game appearances, he has eight points. He has a plus minus of plus seven. And he has spent 27 minutes in the penalty box. And it goes without saying that he is first on the team in that regard by a healthy amount trailing him as Brendan Smith. But overall, Boswood, that's just what he does. That's what he brings. And that's his overall game. And it, sure, it certainly energized the New Jersey Devils. And going back to that game against the Vancouver Canucks, when he got into it with Luke Shen, everyone was saying after Miles Wood got into that scuffle, their energy just shifted and went to a different direction. So Miles Wood has definitely been a big help for the New Jersey Devils. Now, John Marino, an advanced analytic dream come true. John Marino has been fantastic for the New Jersey Devils. And the fact that we traded him in exchange for Ty Smith it's just amazing and it's incredible because Ty Smith is right now in the AHL. But John Marino has been a huge help for New Jersey Devils and he's been a great quarterback. Like he he just reads the game two steps ahead of everyone. It just seems like what what John Marino does doesn't show up on the score sheet, but that's okay because he is second on the team in plus minus at plus nine. And 
ahead of him is Ryan Grace, who's also been a big help for a New Jersey Devils. So we talk about Dougie Hamilton. We talk about Jonas Siegenthaler, but this year, I think we're going to be talking about John Marino and how big of a help he's going to be because we're not in the position we are without John Marino just quarterbacking and just being a great defensive presence because one of the things I rave about is that it just seems like John Marino, he just, whatever challenge he's faced with, he's just able to brush it off because he was the one who kept Johnny Goodrow in check because Johnny Goodrow didn't have a good performance when the Columbus Blue Jackets came to town to play the Devils. And who was the one just facing Johnny Goodrow? Who was the one that was just suppressing all his shots? Who was the one that was not giving him an inch of breathing room? It was John Marino. Or in that game against the Edmonton Oilers, who was the one who just basically just took the lead and just said, Connor McDavid, you are not going to have a hat trick on me. It was John Marino. And it wasn't just John Marino. It was a collective team effort because at one point, I saw three New Jersey Devils players in front of Connor McDavid, like in his eyesight. So that way it was a little more difficult for Connor McDavid to try to do his razzle dazzle and all that. So John Marino, certainly a big help for New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, uh, I might have to give him the nickname, the silent but deadly ninja, just because of what he's been able to do. And at number two, is it going to be Jesper Bratt or is it going to be Nico? He sure it's going to be Jesper Bratt because Jesper Bratt, quite honestly, he has exceeded my expectations. Like, I had high expectations going into the season for Jesper Bratt, and he somehow exceeded it because I just told you guys in uh, in 12 game appearances, he has 17 points and he's leading the New Jersey Devils. Now, unfortunately, in the last game against the Calgary Flames, he didn't uh, register a point, but that's okay because he still holds the record for longest point streak to begin a season in, in a Devils uniform. And I think Jesper Bratt at this pace, he could certainly become an all-star, but I'm going to take it just a step further. And I don't think this is a hot take. If the New Jersey Devils continue to win and Jesper Bratt continues to just put up the points, I don't think it would be crazy to see Jesper Bratt's name be brought up in the Hart Memorial Trophy race because early on this season, we were talking about Jack Hughes possibly being in the running for the New Jersey Devils in that regard. But Jesper Bratt, he might be the one who's having the sort of Taylor Hall season, the season where it's just like, Maybe it's not like the most impressive season from a scorebook uh, perspective, but at the same time, you look at the narrative, which is the New Jersey Devils, they weren't projected to do so hot this year. Last week, the New Jersey Devils were in the NHL Sweet 16 ranking, and going into the season, they were unranked. So Jesper Bratt leading the helm in that regards plays a huge dividend for New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Jesper Bratt is the one who's in the running for the Hart Memorial Trophy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one who becomes the first New Jersey Devils to a to reach 100 points. I wouldn't be surprised in that regard. So Jesper Bratt has been a big help for the New Jersey Devils, and I get that I'm repeating myself when I say these players have been big helps, but it's true, and I wish I could find a better statement to describe it, but Jesper Bratt has just been so much better, and quite honestly, I thought Jack Hughes would have the season that Jesper Bratt is having, but uh, Jesper Bratt exceeded my expectations, and – Number one, it's going to go to Nico Heischer because Nico Heischer, quite honestly, is silencing a lot of haters. In 11 game appearances, he has 12 points. He has a plus minus, a plus seven. Um, Nico Heischer, whether it or not it shows up in the score sheet, he's the one who's just setting up his teammates. He's the one who's setting up for himself. He's the one who has great puck control. He's the one who just knows the game better than everyone else. He's the one who just knows his teammates better than ever, anyone else. And 
Nico Heischer is our captain. And once again, I cannot apologize enough for saying that uh, Andre Pilat was a true leader just because of his veteran leadership. But in terms of being the team captain, the team leader, and being that locker room presence that the New Jersey Devils needed, Nico Heischer has been that. And I think even though he's been an all-star already, I still think that Nico Heischer can reach uh, just a higher status. So being an all-star is already respectable in this league. But could he possibly be a superstar? I think so, because one of the things that I talk about Nico Heischer is that if you look at the past couple seasons, it really hasn't uh, helped that COVID was a thing. It doesn't help that he was injured. And one time he was injured in a freak accident, thanks to a slap shot to the face from P.K. Subban back during the shortened 56-game season in 2021. So that didn't really help. So Nico Heischer has dealt with injuries. He's dealt with, he's dealt with the COVID situation. So I think this is uh, uh, just a huge step up from what he was able to do last year because he had his best season points-wise, and now he's taking it to a new level. And the fact that he's just helping his teammates, the fact that he's leading the, the squad in that regards, I think more people are going to start to realize that Nico Heischer could actually be a star in this league. And not only that, he plays tremendous defense as well. And we saw in the Vancouver Canucks game, I think that was the staple point of just Nico Heischer being a very good two-way player. So could Nico Heischer get his name into the running for the Selkie Award? It's something I've been preaching about the last couple of years. So uh, Jesper Brad and Jack Hughes in the running for the Hart Memorial Trophy, Nico Heischer in competition for the Frank J. Selkie Award, or maybe John Marino gets his name or gets a little bit of just votes here and there, maybe from some team, some reporters who are associated in the Metro for the Norris Trophy. Obviously, he's not going to win it, but still, John Marino has been a big help for New Jersey Devils on the defensive side of things. So this has been a collective team unit, and I call this New Jersey Devils team so far the We Believe Devils, just because nobody anticipated for them to be this good. Quite honestly, I didn't think they would be this good. I said wild card. I thought that at this point they would just be hovering at around 500, but the fact that they're on a six-game win streak, I think they could definitely get uh, seven against Calgary Flames because they haven't really been doing too well. Calgary Flames are on a lengthy losing streak. The Devils are playing at home. So the Devils just sweeping uh, the Western Canadian trip. I don't think – when was the last time they did that? It's been a while. The New Jersey Devils, in my eyes, they're legitimate. Like I was saying with uh, James Nichols in the last episode, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, and the season is still long. But I don't think this is a fluke. I think the New Jersey Devils generally have earned all their wins because they've beaten the they beat the Edmonton Oilers. They beat the reigning Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. So they've had to play against some pretty respectable opponents, and they were able to come away with the victory. So I think the New Jersey Devils are starting to wake a lot of people up. So let me know what you guys think. And also, I have a question for you guys. In terms of Devils personalities, where would you rank me in this sort of scale? So what, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll probably understand what I mean. But ha have you guys ever seen like that board where it's like lawful good, lawful neutral, or uh, chaotic evil, whatever the case might be? So someone on Twitter uh, who goes by the name at uh, Ill underscore, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, this person basically put a lot of Devil's personalities into different categories. So like lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. Lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. I'm curious to see, like, where do you rank me in that sort of say? I say chaotic good, but some people, including Pucks and Pitchforks or uh, 
The Brad Pack, they say that I'm lawful good. So I'm in the same category as Ryan Novozinski. But I say I'm sort of chaotic good because I do a lot of trolling. I'd say a lot of hot takes, whether it pleases uh, you guys or not. Sometimes I do have a headstrong opinion. Um, and I think I'm out there. I have a decent following. This show constantly is in the chartable uh, Apple podcast rankings in terms of just uh, listenership. I'm almost close to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So I have a decent following. I like to joke around on social media. I like to do silly seasons and sometimes it gets people buzzing, gets people talking. So I'd say I'm chaotic good just because the information I, I give you guys is for the most part true. And, and it's always good. I always try to keep some sort of positivity, but don't let that fool you. I'm not afraid to just mix it up a little bit. I'm not afraid to just, uh, get under the skin of some of my colleagues. I'm not afraid to get under the skin of you guys for some of my hot takes. So curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So let me know what you think. Am I lawful good? Am I chaotic good? Am I in the am I chaotic good like the the Brat Pack, or am I lawful good like Ryan Novozinski, or am I somewhat like James Nichols, according to this person, in which I'm lawful neutral? I think this person puts James Nichols in lawful neutral just because he has NYI in his Twitter handle. But like I said, if he changes that, he loses blue check mark. So. Just want to end that episode off with that sort of cliffhanger. So let me know what you guys think. New Jersey Devils have a game against the Calgary Flames. Looking forward to that. Hopefully they can extend their win streak to seven and they can win uh, 10 of their last 11. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. Thanks for listening. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.